Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. I will be talking about the evil globalists who seem to have so much influence in the world today, influence over governments and the organizations that are supposed to serve them, population reduction through famine, war, disease, and civil disorder. Seems to be all part of their plans for humanity. Only a small population of compliant people can be cataloged, monitored, and controlled like animals. That appears to be what the world is giving these monsters. Thomas Malthus was an English economist who lived in the late 1700s, early 1800s. He developed a theory about population and food. People who had heard through his theory are even today referred to as Malthusians. He predicted that famine was the inevitable byproduct of agriculturally successful populations. His idea was that as populations advanced in agricultural ability, they would grow faster. As they produced more food, and inevitably they would eventually outproduce their food supply and starve. Malthus predicted this result was unavoidable, although a tragic one. We know today that he was wrong because the population of the earth is many times what it was in his day, and yet here we are. Technology. Modern agricultural techniques would allow the entire earth to be well-fed if only the globalists and their toadies would leave us alone. I will call them globalists, for lack of a better word, but that requires a bit of explaining. I use the word globalist to define a group of people who believe it is their right, their destiny, to catalog, control, and manage the world's population to be able to do that. Population has to be drastically reduced, which requires and justifies the killing of perhaps billions of people. Population control has been an issue for decades at least, but the difference is that now they have the technology to finally do it. This is the generation and the moment the globalists have been waiting for. They're carrying out their agenda of population control at the same time they continue their goal of digital ID that allows tracking and monitoring of every person and every transaction on Earth, with the resulting control of entire populations, as per the Chinese social credit system. You get a reward if you're a good little boy or girl, and you get punished if you're not. This allows the population to be killed off at the same time they are being controlled if they object. Just a few examples of how the world is following the Chinese example, which I believe is first because of China's massive population already controlled by a small ruling elite in Sri Lanka, which was food independent but is now totally dependent because of changes in farming caused by those in control, supposedly worried about climate change. Monster, I argue, is a perfectly reasonable word to describe those who would starve their own populations. The starving people charged the government buildings and forced the resignation of government officials. The new president, however, has enacted a QR code digital ID program to access fuel in an effort to ration it because, well, because they sanctioned people who sent them fuel normally. They sanctioned exporting nations, so the people have no fuel, only the elite have fuel. The bottom line is that to buy gas in Sri Lanka for your car or any other use, you must first obtain government permission. This new system was set up in Sri Lanka by the World Economic Forum. Your national ID must be tied to an app the government provides in order to ask the government's permission to buy some gas. The Sri Lankan government is using armed military to enforce the QR code requirements. So, yes, armed military are in gas stations, if you can believe that. So whose side is the military on in Sri Lanka? But also in America, the same question. I have a bad feeling we're about to find out, folks.
Places like Sri Lanka and some others appear to be test cases for the system that will be enacted worldwide unless something stops it. A politician from any country who is willing to stand in front of this man will certainly risk his career, but potentially there are a lot more. The first step is to buy off the buy-off, but if he refuses the money, the next step is to ruin him through scandal. And if that doesn't work, a fatal accident or some random street violence against him might just be in order. I suspect they all know this. They're all, or almost all, they just take the money. Sri Lanka is a bankrupt, debt-slave country waiting for the fate of all slaves. The enslaving forces who hold their debt wait to take over the very lives of their citizens, nation after nation, is falling into this trap all over Africa, South and Latin America, to some extent the Middle East. Who will buy our debt, they ask? Who will help us? And the Chinese say, oh, we will, but we want control of your resources, your infrastructure, and the right to develop ports for Belt and Road Initiative and for the Chinese naval forces over in Europe. We find the same process developing, perhaps with a little more sophistication. Until now, Holland has been one of the premier food-producing countries in the world. But the government of Holland has decided to end all that. The government told the Dutch farmers to reduce their nitrogen output by 30 to 70 percent in order that will destroy farms and farming in Holland. The government is seizing farms to ensure the reduction is effective. When I say effective, I mean effective in destroying farming, thus starving the Dutch population. Please keep in mind, folks, that when you cannot grow food, you're dependent on the whim of monsters who brought about your condition. You cannot be free without food, a fact well known to the globalists. The Dutch farmers got on their tractors to head for Brussels, but the Dutch police reportedly opened fire on them. To my knowledge, no one was killed, but the message was sent, comply or else. The sad part is that people don't realize that this should be a worldwide effort of resistance. No police or military should obey these globalist monsters across Europe. And in other places, governments are deliberately choosing famine for their populations. Canada, one of the world's great food producers has joined the procession to starvation as well over the protests of the governors of food-producing provinces like Alberta and Saskatchewan in Ireland. According to the Irish Times, the Minister for Agriculture has agreed to force a cut of 27 to 28% of the nation's agriculture. The globalists pressure the Irish government to make the cuts even deeper. The Irish have experienced famine before, so we will see how they take it this time. Here in America, we're not immune to this madness. The war in Ukraine has supposedly deprived American farmers of the fertilizers they need to feed the nation. We are supposed to believe that America takes the high road in regard to Russia, but few sensible Americans will believe that involves starving our population. Available fertilizer is much more expensive, which means food is much more expensive. Anyone can see that. I hope a few people are not fooled by it. This is a shame. I pray many will wake up and rise up to stop it. Partisan politics aside, they intend to starve us into compliance as long as divided we stand. We believe our liars, but not their liars. Then the monsters will succeed. Much of the modern society we have developed in America is due to agriculture. It's continuing development and improvement through the continued use of the old methods of farming. And through modern technology, it is estimated that American farms feeds about 150 people quite well. Each farm shut down then, bankrupted or enslaved by debt, is 150 unfed people. Monsters like Bill Gates and his ilk at the World Economic Forum. The Davos guys, you know, 
They buy up hundreds of thousands of acres of American farmland. Just a few days ago, Bill Gates bought a 2,100-acre potato farm in North Dakota. Why would he do that? There can be only a few reasons. So maybe Bill Gates wants to grow potatoes in his spare time. Maybe he wants to demonstrate his new improved techniques for growing potatoes. No, folks, I think he wants to take that farm out of production while he lectures us mortals, us little people, on getting used to fake meat and bugs as our diet. On July 8, 2020, the Rockefeller Foundation published a document entitled, quote, Reset the Table, Meeting the Moment to Transform the U.S. Food System, end quote. That 23-page document, which I have here fresh off my printer, makes bold statements about upcoming food shortages, which were unknown at the time. One month before the document was published, the Great Reset was announced by Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum. They had their ducks in a row, you see before these documents. But the documents reveal they're eerily similar in their announcement that we, the masses, will have to get used to different foods and less of it. Artificial food that would be produced by that great humanitarian Bill Gates. We should be glad to be starved, they say. Starved by our betters because it's all to save the planet. The population of the world is now around 8 billion people, far too large to manage even by all-knowing godlike group of enlightened. So the population must be drastically reduced and not just by starvation. Oh no, no, these wise ones have many ways of disposing of us. The recent COVID virus would be a fine example and the vaccine, which wasn't a vaccine and didn't work, would be an even better one. Even Dr. Burks, who was Trump's medical advisor, admitted in her book she knew in advance that it would not work, but she insisted on the lockdowns anyway. The scientists and doctors at Pfizer and Moderna knew in advance, therefore the FDA knew, but they did nothing. They did it anyway. Why? Why did they do it? For money? Just for money? No. No, that doesn't explain it all, because it was just for money. Why run YouTube ads even today advising mothers to get their little ones vaccinated? Yes, these monsters are killing children on purpose. The internal documents from the pharmaceutical industry and the FDA confirmed that, as Paul Craig Roberts recently said, vaccination does not protect, it harms. So the only reason to enforce it is to kill people. People have to learn to distrust authorities who simply cannot become authorities unless they are down with the cause, I suppose. They think they will be in the mansion with the enlightened ones someday, but more likely when they are no longer useful, they will go as well. We have to resist digital ID and vaccine passports at all costs, and I mean all costs. Vaccine passports give the government the ability to say, you take this vaccine which you believe to be dangerous or even murderous, or you will not eat our fake meat and our bugs. You cannot buy fuel for your vehicle or your home. In conclusion, folks, I quote now from an article by Lou Rockwell called The COVID Vaccine Plot. Quote, this is the first time I have seen the argument for population reduction used so blatantly and widespread in the mainstream media. And it suggests to me that a trend is forming. For years, I've warned my readers that they will know when the globalists are about to pull the plug on the current system, when they start talking about their criminality openly, when they admit to their agenda in a free way, this means they are close to a global reset and do not care anymore who knows about it. The openness of the plot to cut world population is becoming apparent, end quote. Well, if Lou is correct, then it's past time for us to talk openly about these things and perhaps make a plan 
for dealing with them. Finally, folks, there is nothing wrong with our agriculture or its ability to feed the world. Those who seek humanity's destruction, those satanic anti-God masters of the universe are the problem, not our agriculture. I agree with Lou about one other thing, folks. His theory is that people are psychopaths. These people are psychopaths looking for a socially justifiable way to kill as many people as possible. Why? Because they enjoy it, he says. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.